Hey everybody, welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Sucardi. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast True Blue. Here we are. It's Monday night, November 23rd. And I'm just chilling. I wanted to record. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I want to record Mondays. Because I think it's good to do this podcast during the week. Um... And yeah, fuck it, Mondays. I'm kind of busy other days during the week. And it's cool to have something to look forward to on a fucking Monday, you know? So, figured I'd start recording Mondays. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, forgive my my throat. I will try to not clear it in the mic. But yeah, here we are. I'm just chilling. I smoke a little bit, so I kind of have a chill voice. I'm just sort of like, you know, we be blazing, we be chilling, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but uh, I'm here. I got my notes. I'm chilling with my dog. Um, it's a quiet night. I'm grateful, as much as I love my music and shit, I'm grateful for a quiet home. Really am. Most everywhere I've lived, I'm grateful that I've not lived anywhere that's been like, Super busy. Um, so that's really nice. I like that. I like quiet. <clears throat> Excuse me. I really do. I mean, something to be said about it for sure. Just the peace. Peace it brings. It like makes me want to meditate. Makes me want to connect, you know? Tune in to something. Um, I don't meditate, though. I pray... Uh, I talk about spirituality and, you know, you know, my relationship with God and all that, but I don't meditate and I think that would be good. I've heard some, some say that the only wrong way to meditate is to not meditate. Um, and I like that. That's kind of a cool way of putting it, but yeah, I think that would benefit me. I think it's good because the times that I have, you're just sitting kind of quiet, at least from my experience. There's all levels of this kind of thing. <clears throat> Mine is definitely novice for sure. But you're just sort of sitting quiet and sometimes you're just like, you're allowing yourself to be open and let things come to you. You know, and I think that's kind of cool. And I think sometimes that's necessary because there's so much that goes on, so much quote unquote noise that goes on. That I think the meditation piece, I think, is, is uh, I could see the benefit of just, like, you know, letting letting things arrive. Letting things kind of come naturally. Just being open to something more, something greater. Um, at least, again, this is just my experience. I think with meditation, just like religion, just like all this other shit. Everyone has their own way and their own vibe and whatever the fuck. But from my experience... <clears throat> Excuse me. From my experience, it's been a, it's been a, it's been one of those times where I know I'm I'm more open. I have a friend. Shout out to my friend Tom, who used to live up in Seattle. And when I visited Seattle for a couple weeks, back in 2007, we meditated and it was cool. He lived in a, like a Buddhist house, and they had like a whole like their whole downstairs was like a meditation center room, whatever the hell. So that was cool. That was really cool. Uh, 
And then, yeah, just, you know, doing it here and all this kind of shit. But I remember on my birthday in 2007, uh, excuse me, because that's what I was visiting for. One of the reasons was, hey, I'll have my birthday. I'll go visit my homie in, in Seattle. Um, but, yeah, I meditated. It was, like, kind of weird. I, I remember being, like, part of my birthday, like a gift, if you will. It's like, I've not done this before. Well, let's do it on my birthday. Cool. Um, and, you know, I, I was already kind of bought into all the all the other shit that comes with it, like all the vibes that I've been, you know, talking about with it. So I figured it would be it would be cool. Um, and I have to clear my throat like a whole shitload. I probably should get some water, some wood. So hold on. I'll be right back. <coughs> So I had uh, had sushi today. And usually I get a lot of sashimi, like just the just the fish, just the piece of fish. But I had a roll, and it was uh, it's called a luxury shrimp roll, and it had like their mayo on it or whatever. And I think that that's what's giving me some of the like the the phlegm. I hate to say it, it sounds gross, but um, yeah, it's weird. I guess I, I react differently as I get older to my allergies, so it's just yeah. So that's I think that's where that's coming from. You know, I had a thought before. I just was thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, if all my books were just a hundred pages, I would have read like hundreds of them. I hate to say it, but sometimes I get into a mode where I'm excited about reading something, and I don't know that I lose the excitement. I just lose the. This may sound weird, but the discipline to like, to read. It sounds weird because I'm I'm very I mean I do my poetry books easy peasy, but I have a couple books that I've well yeah I have a couple books that uh some are biographies some uh, fiction nonfiction that I've just not broken that hundred page or whatever like I only read so much it's a weird vibe I don't know I think it has to do with with my mood not that I'm like a big TV guy or anything. I mean, I do my YouTube and shit, but like, I don't, I don't know that I'm really like caught up in that. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's just sort of weird. And I was just thinking before, man, only page, if only books were just a hundred page, hundred pages, I would have breezed through them. And, but I'm glad that they're not. I like uh, I like detail. That's very important. Um, and uh, when I do start reading, though, it's it's on. Like it's on. I start. I love it. I can't wait to read. I can't wait to continue the story. It's exciting. I remember like moments in my life where I would read like tons of books. Like I have a ton of mobster books, mostly um, uh, nonfiction books, like um, autobiography kind of style books. I do have The Godfather and I do have some like uh, fictions. I have The Sicilian and this one called Fools Die, Mario Puzo books. But I read a shit ton of those mafia books. And it was really cool. Like, after reading so many, I thought I could write a story. You know? After reading so many and seeing all the different ins and outs. And, you know, how the FBI and how the the mob them, themselves, you know, kind of operated. And one of the things that, at the time, I was so like, wow. Because I'm reading about a lot of these, a lot of the mobster stuff took place in New York City. So I'm reading about all these places and, you know, lots even in Jersey. Um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, and uh, just really cool that I was like, I was very familiar with the places. And then, you know, I, I live out here in, in New Mexico, far from the East Coast, and I see these books and I'm like, wow, like, I was right next door and now that I'm so far away, I read about these places and I think they're just like kind of like in the movies, if you will, you know? Um, but yeah, I can remember reading a shit ton of those fucking books and I have all of them uh, and they're really good, really brutal. Let me tell you, let me tell you, they are brutal. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I can do poetry. I can do haiku poetry at that. I love quotes. Short and simple and sweet, you know, like part of me likes the whole haiku thing and the quotes because you can kind of take it with you. It's so you don't have to like memorize a whole damn fucking, you know, long ass poem, a whole story. I mean, with with haiku, with with quotes and lyrics, things like that, you can just take a little bit and it's just it's very powerful. You know, a little goes a, a little goes a long way. In that uh, in that kind of scenario, so I've really taken to that. Um, but yes, yes, um, I'm glad books are not just a hundred pages. But if they were, I would have had fucking read a billion of them. Oh man! And you know, another thing I wanted to share—I actually wrote this down—is I would probably I'd probably pay ten thousand dollars to never, or maybe yeah, I yeah, it is ten thousand because I I think about it now to never drip. So, like, after I pee, I shake the shit out of my fucking dick, right? And I'm shaking, 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 shaking. And usually, we're good. And I usually sleep naked, but on the on the off night where I have, like, my pajama pants on, and that shit drips in there, it's practically, like, Niagara Falls in my fucking, like, in my, uh, in my pants. Like, on my leg. It's so annoying. It's so... It feels like that one, like, drop of piss constantly is fucking splashing my leg it's constantly like smashing against it it's like it never ends never dries out never just doesn't you know just falls away or falls to the floor (laughs) or whatever oh god i swear to god i am shaking the fuck out of it i mean i even have a towel so if you if you (laughs) if you come visit me do not use the 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 uh towel closest to the door i have a towel that i gotta take care of business sometimes on you know i gotta i gotta clean up because it fucker drips I don't know what to say. I'm shaking the fuck out of it. But anyway, when I drip in my fucking like in my in my pajamas, it it's the worst. And I honestly, if there were like an imaginary place where you could pay to have things never happen again, and they were kind of reason well, I wouldn't say reasonable, but they were like okay, ten thousand. Obviously, that's kind of wild. I'm really exaggerating here. Maybe this is like a two hundred dollar one. Maybe like a hundred dollar one. Even I'd probably say the. Maybe yeah, maybe around this time of year with Christmas, it's probably like a hundred dollar sale. You know, normally two hundred, you get a hundred off, so it's a hundred dollars. I'd pay it because it's so fucking annoying, so annoying. And I don't have any kind of problem. I'm fucking drinking plenty of fucking water and fluids and shit. It's just a problem my whole life. I pee a lot. I pee a fuck of a lot. I drink a lot. I drink tons of water. If I were an alcoholic, and thankfully I'm not. Thankfully, holy shit, thankfully. I could, I would really tear it up because I drink just a lot. I love drinks, water. I fucking, you know, I mean, I have to, yeah, I just drink so much, but yeah, I was thinking that the other day. I was like, Hmm, $10,000. I would do it. 
It drives me nuts. And I swear, when I feel that like, that little drip, I immediately like rip off my fucking pajama pants like they're fucking like they have bees in them. I swear. And I'll even use it clean up a little, you know what I mean? And I'll just toss it. Fuck it, you know? I don't even need them shits. I sleep naked half the time. They're on maybe because I fell asleep or, you know, I was comfortable or whatever. But, yeah, that fucking came to mind. And I was just like, oh, man. And you know what happened to me the other day too? I want to tell you, I lost uh, my AirPods, and I had just actually got a pair of these JBL from work. They were free. They were like a gift from my job. So, and they're they're okay. They're free and they're wireless, so that's cool. They're not that good for music, but for like talking on the phone and shit, they seem okay. People say, yeah, it sounds fine. So cool. I got those, but I have AirPods. I'm not an Apple guy. I just have AirPods. They're really good. What the fuck? And I couldn't find them. I could not find them. And usually when it's not a very important item, we're kind of like mid-level, I'll just go, all right, I'll find it. If I stress about it, it'll, I'll go nuts. But I know how these things go. I'll come across it. I just will. I decided not to take that approach, though, because of the AirPods. I just, like, I use them so often and all this kind of shit. And uh, I couldn't find them. And one of the things I wanted to point out is, you know, when you lose something and you're so determined to find it, you start looking in places that are so like almost unreal, unrealistic or just unreasonable. You know, you're not necessarily in the garbage looking through shit, but you're looking in like like I looked in my fucking bathroom closet where I keep my like antacids, my contacts and shit like that. Okay, not the most unreasonable, crazy, wacky, zany place, but still, uh, you know, I'm obviously not in there. That's not a place I keep them, but I still went and, and, and I looked. And when I tell you I looked in my couch, I literally, like, broke apart every fiber. <laughs> I had, like, a tweezer and a magnifying glass. I broke apart every fiber in my freaking couch to look for it. Um, and, of course, it wasn't there. And I looked in all the pockets. I always feel victim of too many pockets. And now I'm victim of fucking all this shit with these masks and these fucking headphones and keys and these keys and, oh, God, all this shit. Cell phones. I remember when I got my license, it was wallet and keys, and there we go. I could do that. I'm a twofer. No problem, Bobum. No probo. Then all this other shit, man. Now I got to take fucking cell phone. Okay, three things. Okay, now it's fucking I got to take headphones. You think I want to hear people? Hell no. I need them headphones. And then it's the fucking mask, too. I keep a mask in my car, though. So, yeah, pretty smart, pretty smart. But, yeah, losing shit, that moment where you start to look in those places that you know are just totally not going to be at all, you know, you're thinking, like, maybe. And maybe there was one time in your life where you had that hunch of, like, no, I'd put it in the medicine cabinet, or no, it's behind the frame of, of the Ramapo Valley Reservation uh, leaf picture. You know, and it's actually there. And you're like, wow, wow, I did it. I put it together. I found it. That one time exists. So you think maybe and shit like, you know, thankfully, I don't I'm, I live alone. OK, so I, there's no one who could have taken it. But I start thinking like, yeah, I leave it somewhere and then all these thoughts and shit. Oh, man. It's crazy. And then, of course, I'm kind of like using a lot of energy looking for this shit. And my dog's kind of like freaking out a little. Not 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 really freaking out, but just noticing I'm like, I'm distressed, you know. Um, so when I give up, I was kind of tired from it. I probably spent an hour looking for it. 
I just gave up, and then I, uh, you know, I, I was going to bed. I put I put my dog in the bed, and as I go to lay down, it's literally under a fucking tissue right next to my bed. Not a used tissue, but like just like a random tissue that I probably used to clean some dust off of some shit or something random. And it had to be right under there. I mean, it was like almost funny. It was like God's sense of humor. That's kind of how I kind of looked at it. And there I was wasting all that time. And during the time I went looking for it, I literally found like 10 lighters. I mean, fuck, I, I swear. Like, this is also something that I wanted to mention. When you're looking for something, you always find something else that you lost once, even if it's an insignificant thing like a paperclip. Lighters are not insignificant if you're a marijuana smoker. They are definitely not. They're very vital to your exist to your enjoyment of the marijuanas. So <laughs> let me tell you, lighters are definitely good finds. But when you're looking for a, you know, when you're looking for your AirPods and they're not paid off yet, but they're almost paid off, you're like, fuck, you know? So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because that was such a true feeling for me. And it really, I hate to say it, but it really did sway my, my emotions. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, yeah, just, just one of those things that, you know, happen. I also, you know, I have a couple things that I, I just wanted to mention. Really enjoying this this episode so far. I hope everyone else is. Um, just kind of freestyling and talking some shit. I have a self-care tip and I have music and fucking poetry and shit. In fact, I have to go run over there and grab my poetry book. Um, you ever, especially before COVID and all that, you walk into a place and it's playing a song by, let's say, your favorite artist. And it's like, that's the feeling of walking into someplace and your favorite artist is playing, but you're not the one who's playing it. There's something so like, I hate to say magical about that, but like, it just feels so right because you were like the timing so perfect. You know what I'm saying? You walk into a place and you hear the song or you're while you're there, it like comes on. Um, but that that moment where you walk in and it's and it's on it's so it's so fucking awesome it just feels right it feels right and i don't know sometimes too you know you kind of walk in with maybe more like confidence or excitement because you can just carry on with the lyrics or you know the rhythm or whatever the case um that happened to me i went to this place called grass burger it's like a hippie burger place where they have like the meat is like you know really you know free-ranged and all this bullshit it's good they have good sweet potato fries and the burgers are good. I get an egg over hard on it. Shit's good as fuck, man. Shit's good as fuck. Um, and I, yeah, they have pretty good music there, believe it or not. And when I walked in, there was a Smith song. I forget the song, but I, they're my favorite. So like I, you know, every any every and any song pretty much. And it was just so dope. And then uh, they played some Cure, and um, it was just. It was definitely tuned to some sort of radio station or some sort of mix that they have that was for sure like new wave or whatever. But uh, it was awesome. It was just felt so right. And I wanted to mention it on the podcast because I know this has happened to to all of us where you walk in and you hear that song and it's it's just so cool. Or while you're there, the song comes on. And just that whole thing of like, I didn't hit play. I'm usually the one playing this song. I have my AirPods in. I'm listening to it, you know, even in just one ear. Um, or, you know, I'm constantly playing it. Or I'm the one deciding on this being played. But then when you're not, it's so cool. 
it's so dope it's like wow looky here so I just wanted to talk about that I thought that was really cool oh, and I also wanted to mention I think I mentioned this before um, I don't wear my contacts as much because with the lockdown I can't I well yeah I really wear them a lot because of working out wearing glasses and working out fucking sucks I did it like once and I thought this blows like I have the option to wear contacts so I wear them for people who don't, I feel for those people. For people who do and still wear glasses, though, like, do you not sweat? Does it not bother your the fucking part of your nose? Do you constantly have to take it off and wipe your face? Like, that sucks. And then before COVID, you go into a sauna. Come on, nah. And I'm blind, man. I cannot. I really, like, the times I've gone to the gym and, like, I had my glasses. I didn't wear them on the floor, though. I could see enough, but, boy, I could not see faces. And that could be kind of dangerous. I mean, I don't stare at people, even if they're blurry. <laughs> but, like, you really can't see people. And I know a couple people there. So, like, saying hello or, I mean, it, you know, it could kind of, I guess, be like a Seinfeld kind of, like, episode where it's an awkward kind of thing. But, uh, gosh, yeah, I, uh, I, um, I love rubbing my eyes. That's pretty much what I want to mention. I love the feeling of taking out my contacts. Making making a fist, making two fists, and just rubbing the fuck out of my... Just rubbing, just digging. Like I'm digging for gold. I mean, it's not good for you. Don't... I do not suggest this, but it's a bad... It's a real... It's a, this is filed under a bad habit. But man, it feels really fucking good. And if they were like an Olympics for it, I'd be like Michael Phelps. I'm not kidding. I love it so much. Oh, it's almost orgasmic. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> if you wear contacts... And you're in a dry climate, or you smoke weed, or you swim, or you sweat, or whatever dries out the eye, and you have them in like all day, or maybe you're looking at computer screens, or you're looking at your phone. That feeling of taking them out is amazing. It's almost worth having to wear the contact. Those folks who have the the uh, the uh, lasers and shit, cool, right onto y'all. But like for all of us who still have contacts, that feeling, oh my god, is so amazing. It's so fucking amazing. I just, I just love it, and I, I, I had to mention it because rubbing my eyes after I take out my contacts is one of those moments on this earth where I, it's a bad habit. Do not do this, but man, mm, it feels good. It feels good. So check this out. We're gonna move on to the self care tip of the week. That was kind of like my intro shit. Since we last spoke, that's that's what I like to call that. But intro shit since we last spoke, whatevs. Um, Thanks for fucking rolling with me through that. Keeping it open, no, I'm saying keeping it free form. Got my glasses on. Can't really rub the eyes, but man. Looking love on my eyes. Uh, so check it out. Self-care tip of the week. Of the week, of the month, of the day, of the minute, of the hour, whatever. Is a gratitude list. Now, hear me out here. Hear me out. Gratitude list. Simple list. Of things you're grateful for. I thought, what a great idea. I did I did this a couple times and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, what a great tip. I would love to talk about it. And I did a little research and I found uh, like a list of things that they suggest. And I thought we'd go through it together. Um, I talk a little bit about it, but we'd go through this through this list together just to kind of highlight. A couple things about a gratitude list that might help you in um, kind of getting some structure behind one and some ideas on how to um, how to draft one um, 
and just some like some good vibes around it. So gratitude list, pretty simple. You have a list of things that you're grateful for. And you don't have to go heavy and all this shit. You can keep it. I think the best ones are where you keep it simple. And you're really grateful for like, I mean, literally like the, you know, roof over your head. Um, you know, you're, you're grateful for, um, you know, a heavy sweatshirt in the winter. Like all these kind of, you know, they could be small, mundane. They could be super, super specific. And I say get as 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 specific as possible on these lists. Because I think the more you are, the more detail that you have for it, the more, you know, to read it over or to even get it out, it's it's uh it it definitely has its has its purpose with it. So definitely be as detailed as you can with this. Um that's just, you know, what I'm what I'm suggesting here off the bat. But I just think it's such a great idea. You can open up a memo pad on your phone, a Google Doc on your phone, and just keep a keep a track of it. Keep it simple. Maybe you do one fucking thing a day, and maybe you do two the next week, and then you just you know cap it at five, you know, just to kind of get yourself in like a place where you do have a moment where you do show some gratitude towards anything. Literally anything. Just the the exercise of showing gratitude, I think is it's good for our spirit and good for our longevity, good for our soul, good for a lot of things mentally and, you know, our circadian rhythms, things like that, I think are also kind of uh, benefited here. Um, and so the list we have here, again, yeah, it says write down uh, at least five things uh, every time that uh, every time you make the list. So they're they're suggesting doing five things. I think that's a great number. Because you can get as vast or as small as possible to make up those five things. Um, and, right, and then the second thing on here, and it says aim to be as specific as possible. And that's what we just said. Detail. Detail, detail, detail. Because some of these things are going to make sense to nobody. You know, like nobody. But maybe just, you know. So to be as detailed as possible um is very key um and it's the, the next thing that they suggest is focus on experiences and people instead of objects a good suggestion just a suggestion though this is something that i think you know you, you got to do it how however you have to do it but i like it you know experiences and people because i mean shit if the you know when it's all said and done your uh, all you all you know all you can take are your memories and the love you have, and the love that you've experienced. You can't take all your records with you, unfortunately. Um, so I think to hone in on experiences and people, it's a really good suggestion. Um, I know I connected with a couple of my friends today through text messaging. You know, and uh, I think that's you know, and I bonded with my dog today and I plan on calling a friend later like you know just that whole people especially now with the COVID thing any kind of communication any kind of connection that you can make with uh, um, through you know experience through uh, through your friendships or co-workers whatever customers whatever you can definitely I, I think it's 
it's important, so I like this one. Next up, it says, write freely and don't worry about spelling or grammar. Fuck yeah. Who gives you shit? Fuck commas. You know what the hell? Just speak your piece. This is a good one because this is kind of like my overall vibe with the whole thing is like, do it however you need to do it. These are just suggestions. But this is this is a good one. So don't don't worry about grammar. Just speak your piece. Um, next one, it says, set aside 15 minutes to make your list one to three times a week. You know, maybe you do it in five fucking minutes. Maybe you do it in 10 minutes. Maybe you do it in half hour. Who knows? Setting aside time, I think, is good, though. And I think doing it maybe at the start or the end of the day, or maybe even do it in, like, a, you know, do it in the middle of the day. Like, whenever you feel you, like, need it most or you have the maybe the best time to reflect. Um, but I think this is one of those things that you do it is what's important. I don't think it's a matter of the time or really uh, where, when kind of a thing. But I like this one because the more energy that you put into these kinds of things, I think the more that you get out of it. Um, let's see if there's any... This list just take a turn. It like had no, now has no... Oh, is that the end of the list? Let's see. Oh. Okay, so I guess it now takes a turn and talks about other techniques to like do it. So that's cool. Uh, and it talks about writing long entries in journal format, writing the way that you love to write. Uh, I think again that kind of hones, you know, kind of goes off of the uh, the one prior about the uh, grammar. Do it your way. And there are apps, there are applications you can download. I'm sure most of them are free. There may be ones that cost another buck or two, um, but sometimes those are worth it if they're a one-time purchase and you really get a lot out of it. Like I have a meme one that I paid like two bucks for, and let me tell you. When it's time to make some funny memes and I don't have to look at those fucking ads, it's pretty pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, this is this is a cool idea because, again, maybe you don't have that 15 minutes to set aside all the time. But, you know, you're taking a shit or you're on a walk or you're doing something where you have a couple minutes so you can pop up onto your gratitude app or your Google Doc and then just, you know, get into it. Um, the apps may be cool. They may have some other, you know, little um, things that you could do or that, like, you could set for it. I'd imagine they'd have like maybe timers where you can, um, if you want to make sure that you do the list or it may have, you know, questions it may pose to you, things like that. I don't know that for sure, but that's just what I'm sort of uh, imagining with it. Um, so, yeah, check it out. There's probably some some gratitude apps out there. Um, just type in the word gratitude or just write gratitude app in your um, whatever the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and even Google that shit and it'll it'll uh, it'll come up for you. Another uh, thing it says here is use sticky notes if you want to see them often. I like that idea because I think the visual of it is helpful. I have a dry erase board where I'll write things on. Sometimes they're just things I like, you know, like, you know, silly, like I love my dog or Lulu is beautiful or something, <laughs> you know, like um, just things that make me smile and like, you know, I'm joking with my dog and stuff, having fun. But I think the visual to see these things and to refer to them is important. And I like this. This is definitely like a bit of the old school method. You're not involving an app. You're writing it down. And the power of writing something down with your hand and paper and seeing it come out with your own handwriting as opposed to typing it out in an app or on a, on a computer or anything. I think there's something to that as well. Not to say the other method, you know, you're not, you're not getting to the, to the, uh, to like the, to the soul of it. You definitely are, but... I think just uh, 
excuse me, I have like all these hiccups. I'm fucking clearing my throat. So thanks for hanging in there with me. I so I will upgrade my shit and get like a fucking mute option here. <laughs> I'll fucking get it going so I can, you know, say all kinds of shit and cough and everything. So thanks for thanks for rolling with me. But the sticky note thing I think is cool. You can place them, you know, where you need to see them. Um, and I think that's important. You know, I my ex-girlfriend used to have them on her fridge. She'd have them on the mirror in the bathroom. She'd have them, um, yeah, like on her dresser and stuff. And they were really cool. They were really quotes, you know. They were quotes, some of them. Some of them were just like positive affirmations. And I think I think it's great. You know, when I see stuff like that, I'm always like, hell yeah. There's some, some good self-care here. So, yeah, sticky notes, keeping it real. Uh, another thing it says is to share with friends to make it even more special. Uh, I think this is cool because I think part of the gratitude list is maybe giving it away, sharing it maybe. There's definitely something in that where I feel that you can you can get something from this. It uh, kind of makes it maybe a little more real. There's some maybe accountability towards it. I think, too, you can expand upon some things that kind of make it feel better. You know, you, you write it down, but I think maybe talking about it, with a close friend or someone, um, I think maybe you can really get to the root of it or something, or really feel even better about it or reinforce it. Um, I like this. Just be, you know, be very, uh, be very, you know, very selective on who you, you know. Obviously, tell just, you know, make sure it's someone that you can uh, confide in, because after all, these can be personal. Uh, but that's the only thing I would suggest. But I like this one. I think it's uh, it's very very well very well stated. And then the last uh, the last tip here for gratitude lists is saying to add an inspirational quote. And we kind of talked about this. I mentioned my ex-girlfriend did that. She added quotes and stuff. And I think it's great. Um, I love quotes. I talked about it earlier. They're short and sweet, but they're powerful as fuck. And sometimes, you know, that's all you need. And, you know, when you're in a pinch or whatever, your mind's going one way, I think maybe to... Be able to um, go to that short quote or to look at that. In this case, what they're suggesting, look at the, the sticky note. I think that's 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 awesome. You know, uh, words are very powerful, especially when you can turn them into action. That's 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 when it's like fucking a. And then you turn around, look at that, look at those words again, kind of in a new light, and you're like, fuck. You know, they they can definitely work off each other like that. So there you have it, gratitude list. Five fucking things. Maybe you don't do it every night. Maybe you do it once a week. Okay, that's cool, whatever. Maybe you do it twice a week. Maybe you do it in the mornings, in the evenings. Just do it. And maybe you can't do five. Maybe you do one. Maybe you do two. I mean, seriously, just to, just to do it at all, I think, is very important. Especially if you keep track of it. You know, Maybe you have a Google Doc and you can reference it. Maybe you you know you go back and you can even look and see what what's popped up on there, you know. And again, being as detailed as possible, I think, kind of cool. It even creates memory. You know, you think, oh wow, I'm so grateful that the light was, <laughs> you know, it was a green arrow, and I saw it because you know whatever I made it home in time for X Y Z, you know, and then months later you're laughing at that because it seems so silly but at the time you were so into that and it really connected with you so i like that i think that's actually really cool so gratitude list let's do them five things
five things. All right, so I actually have to go get. Um, I think I think I can pause my shit. Let's see here. Damn, thirty-five minutes. I've been talking a long ass time. Um, I'm just gonna go get it. You're just gonna hear me walk over there. I put all my shit away. I've been sort of tidying up. So I'll be right back. Sweet, thank you. It wasn't too bad, right? It was like, what, like 40 seconds maybe? Some shit like that. All right, cool. So we're going to do some poetry now. Some poetry. And I wanted to read out of this haiku anthology. These are great. If you ever find any of these, pick them up. Read through them for sure. Make sure it's your fucking style. But these are great because they're like, like a thousand haiku. And they're by a bunch of different people. So you get all kinds of different, you know, different styles and stuff. This book is like kind of like a smaller, compact book. Um, almost has a manual look to it, but it's definitely smaller, not the longer ones. Uh, it's called the Haiku Anthology. Edited by Cor Van Den Huevel. Huevel? I probably fucked up the name. I probably got the first part, Cor Van, probably right. That's cool. Um, and it's I got this like years ago, but really good fucking book. I love reading through it. It's inspiring too. One thing I like about it is like I'll read something and it'll make me want to write my own version of it, you know. And then after so many edits or so many other thoughts, it, it really has like a, it becomes its own haiku. And then it, I'll read, I'll go back and read this, and I'm like, wow, that inspired me to write this haiku. How cool. You know, I can kind of see where I saw a certain word or how a phrase was like used, and I thought, oh, I want to, I want to channel that. So, really, really cool thing. So, I picked a bunch here. I just wrote the pages. I wrote the pages. Yeah, I picked maybe like ten, but they're short. So, and this is a long episode, so maybe you know you listen to this in segments or some shit. You know, whatever, whatevs. All right, let's see here. Page thirty-six. A little fun fact: when I got cable. Uh, channel 36 was MTV and that was when I was growing up in the in the 90s when they had videos that was like key you knew at least for me I didn't have cable so I had just regular TV I knew like what channel 4 what channel 7 what channel 5 what channel 11 and what channel 9 kind of had for their programming um, even like news stuff believe it or not because when you only have so many channels you, you kind of know them um, and then my brother got cable only he got it though. He got it on on his TV, and then my friends had it, um, and it was channel thirty six, and MTV was channel thirty six, and that was like I just remember like always knowing that, and it was just something. I mean, it obviously changed over time, um, but it uh, it's just sort of funny to me when I think thirty six, I think of MTV, and of course Wu Wu Tang, but uh, definitely MTV. All right, so let's see here. 36, 36, MTV was 30. All right, here it goes. Okay. So I will try to read who wrote them because I think I need to respect that. So this is by Bernard Lionel Einbound. 
probably going to fuck up their name, but anyway. The thousand colors in her plain brown hair, morning sunshine. Let me read that again. The thousand colors in her plain brown hair, morning sunshine. I love that one. I have an affinity for the brown hairs. I guess maybe being a redhead or something. I don't know. Um, I just, something about women with brown hair, those brunettes. So reading this, I remember even at the time reading this was like, oh, fuck yeah. The thousand colors in her plain brown hair, morning sunshine. I know I've seen that image too at college, in class, in the library or something. You know, even at the fucking mall in like the afternoon or something. Yeah, so that, I I really dig that one. That's a, that's a, it has a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of volume. I know we're talking hair, but it, <laughs> it has a lot of volume. All right, cool. So the next one, I decided to go all the way to page 230. It's a long way from page 36. I don't know what <laughs> channel, I don't know what channel 230 was when I was growing up. So I have no story for that. No story there. All right. Okay, here it goes. This is, let's see, who the fuck wrote this? This is Vincent Trippy. What a cool name. I think this is him. Yeah, Vincent Trippy. Oh, no, I lied. I'm a big fat liar. This isn't him, but he has a cool name. Shout out to Vincent Trippy. This is Cor Van Den. This is the person who edited this anthology, so this is cool. Uh, all right, let's see. 230. Okay. The blues singer tells how bad it is, then the sax tells you too. I'll read it again. The blues singer tells how bad it is. Then the sax tells you too. Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. How do you not like that? I mean, shit. Jazz music and blues and soul. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. All right. So let's see here. Let's go to 10. I think this is... George Swede. Sunrise. I forgot my side of the argument. That's awesome. So it, it reads, Sunrise. I forgot my side of the argument. Isn't that true? Whether it's the beauty of it or just the essence of time. Letting things, um, letting time do its thing. I like that. That's really cool. All right, and this next one is by, let's see, this one's by Robert Spies. Spies. Okay. Winter moon, a beaver lodge in the marsh, mounded with snow. That's cool. I think the mounded with snow is what attracted me to this one. Something about poetry or these haiku that talk about snow. Talk about quiet. When it snows in your neighborhood, at least where I've lived, like you, especially in the evening, you can just hear how like quiet it is at night. It's not. It's not eerie quiet. But I don't know. There's maybe a tinge because it just it's it's maybe not as normal. Because, you know, there's very, like, almost no one on the road. And there's just something about the snow. It, like, kind of has, like, a soundproofing almost. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. And this next poem is by John Stevenson. 
Did I mark which one? I didn't, so I'll read all of them. <laughs> I'll fucking read all of them. Cold Saturday, drawn back into bed by my own warmth. Can't beat that. Too quickly to reply, cutting my tongue on the envelope. Listen, let me read that one again. I like that one. Too quick to reply, cutting my tongue on the envelope. That's really good. That really goes along with the one I read before about sunrise and how the argument passes. This is this is a good one. Too quick to reply, cutting my tongue on the envelope. And that's true. I know the times where I respond to text messages that have a lot of um, anxiety, confrontation, have a lot of angst in them. I know it's usually never good. So, you know, or it, you know, you kind of say things that you don't mean or, you know, you're just you're you're really hot and like activated. So this one's good. I like it. it's got a lot of metaphoric value here. All right. And then the last two on this page, since I didn't mark it, I figured I figured I'd read the whole damn thing. Uh, the last two is uh, under the blackest doodle, something unerasable. I think this is the one. This is good. Under the blackest doodle. Something unerasable. That's cool. That's a good image. You know, we've all had that in our notebooks or even to this day. All right. And the last one is bouncing along on the guardrails. Car shadow. That's cool. I like that one. This one is a good one. John Stevenson. Shout out. This, this is a good one. All right. Let's go. Here we go. This is Patricia... Newbauer. Neighbors. So, all right. Let me start over. Neighbors' children leave. Casually, the cat slips out of the hall closet. I mean, come on. We all know that's true. Poor cats. And you know what? I can. Uh, I. <laughs> shit. I mean, I, I like kids and all. Like, you know, but um, some kids are nightmares. And they're just inherently loud. So, you know, they obviously, they can't help it. But I feel for these cats. Uh, this is this is what like, casually the cat slips out of the hall closet. Neighbors, children. Neighbors, children leave. Damn, those freaking neighbors and their loud-ass kids. That's a good one. I like that. Poor cat. All right, let's see here. Next one for me. This is Marlene Mountain. That's a cool name. Marlene Mountain. And hers, it's it's one of those haiku. Let me let me just kind of visualize it. It's all one one uh one line. Usually they're in three lines, you know, three short lines. This one's all written like a sentence. It's pretty cool. And it is winter night writing letters to get letters. Let's read it again. Winter night, writing letters to get letters. It's fucking awesome. Writing letters to get letters. Let's be realies here, aren't we all? Aren't we all? But think about it. Like, that's so cool. Winter night. Like, you're kind of snowed in, if you will. And your only way of really communicating in the old school, back in the day, is writing fucking letters. And I had pen pals. I had pen pals back in, like, you know, in the early 90s, late 80s, whenever the hell I was in school. We had, like, a pen pal program. And then I I did one, too, when I was, like, 12. No, I was like, I was younger. I was probably 10 or 11. And there were these two girls. I, you know, I actually have one of the letters. 
I think she was in like Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, one of those states. But it's just so cool, like that whole idea, you know. So this is this one I thought was cool. I like that it was all in one sentence. Winter night, writing letters to get letters. I like the visual aspect of uh, of poetry and of haiku. It's really enjoyable. Okay, so we have about four more. Thanks for hanging in there with me. This is a long one. This could even go an hour, which would be kind of wild for me. Just a lot of a lot of freestyling early on. All right, so this one is by Carol Montgomery. Small child afraid to throw away his church bulletin. I like that. It's kind of sweet. Something about it. It's kind of sweet. I'm surprised that I picked that one, but yeah, I guess I did. I circled it, and, and there it is. But yeah, I like that one. It's kind of sweet. Right. And this one is by Michael McClintock. Mint. Let me see. Michael McClintock. Michael McClintock. I don't know. It's not cock, though. I'm not trying to say that. It's like talk. Michael McClintock. I guess that's probably more. I, I want to say cock, but it's talk. Michael McClintock. Kind of cool, won't you say it? McClintock? McClintock. Uh, that's cool. All right, so this is what well, this is his. A single tulip, hopelessly, I passed on. Why the fuck did I choose this one? A single tulip. Is this the right one? I guess so. A single tulip, hopelessly, I passed on. I don't know why the hell I chose this one. It's cool. Um, let me read some of the other ones I highlighted because that one didn't do it for me. While we wait to do it again, the rains of spring. Okay, there we go. That's a good one. While we wait to do it again, the rains of spring. Let me tell you. Nothing like spending a day, a rainy day especially, just making love or having sex or whatever. Whatever style. And then just like, this is cool. While we wait to do it again, the rains of spring. I know I've had those afternoons where you just have tons of sex. And you just sort of, yeah, it's like you notice those things. And, you know, if you want to go back to the old school, if you think about it, it's just like, you know, you're not, you know, it says while we wait to, while while we wait to do it again, the rains of spring. It doesn't say while we wait to do it again, the rains of Facebook or like whatever. No, 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 it's it's kind of pure, you know, you, you think about like just, someone listening to the rain or enjoying enjoying kind of that part of it too i think that's uh that's real cool the last one here is she leaves warm pillow scent remaining that's cool i like that i the single tulip one the first one i read i don't know why the hell i chose that it's good but like these other two definitely have more have more uh more depth for me all right so let's see how long we have two more I just sort of wrote these down. I haven't even really ordered for them. And there's tons in here. So I'll be revisiting this book here at some point. So this is by Gary Hottam. Okay. Sun and moon in the same sky. The small hand of my wife. This one's really good. Sun and moon in the same sky. The small hand of my wife. Yes, this one, to me, it, it goes into a little bit of the E.E. E. Cummings poem about nobody, not even the rain, has such small hands. Talks about, you know, um, a female's hands and how small and delicate they are. And then here he is, well, here the uh, Gary Hottam or whatever, um, in, this, in this haiku, talks sun and moon in the same sky. 
small hand of my wife. I love this one. I love when I see the moon in the sky. I always, it feels like it's, I don't know. There's something poetic about it though, and I can always feel it when I when I see it. It feels special. It feels like the moon is like early. You know, it showed up early. It's very punctual. It, it feels like the moon can't wait to get started sometimes. It feels like the moon is um, giving you a second option. It feels like the moon is letting you know that, like, you know, nightfall is inevitably, you know, coming or something. I don't know. But I love this one because sun and moon in the same sky, the small hand of my wife, you know, just the the sight the feel of his wife's hand how small it is and then just the sort of the simple things that he's noticing here in this haiku i love it i love it this one is one of my favorites all right so the last one is by lee gerga that's a cool name let's see huh and it is rural interstate other, let me read it again. I got cut off by rural. Rural is a fun word. It's like rural. You don't even have to say or enunciate it. You just have to go rural, pretty much. Rural, interstate. All the other cars exit together. This one's cool. I know I've driven, especially upstate New York, uh, driving cross country. I know, I remember a lot in Oregon, there were a ton of these like small ass fucking little towns. Um, I like this one. Rural interstate, all the other cars exit together. That that small town feel. That's what this one makes me feel. This one's sort of wholesome to me. So that was it. I read a bunch of these poems from the Haiku Anthology, the third edition, edited by Cor Van Den Huevel. Um, great book. You probably get it on Amazon. Again, it's called the Haiku Anthology, third edition. And then it's edited by Cor Van Den Wavel. So just look for Cor Van Den. C-O-R space V-A-N space D-E-N. And then the, the last name is H-E-U-V-E-L. The Haiku Anthology. Fucking good shit. Damn, this is going to be an hour. I still got the True Blue playlist. All right, so let's move on to that True Blue playlist. You waited this long. So I decided I wanted to do Bob Marley Waiting in Vain. So I'm late to the party on Bob Marley. Uh, reggae's cool. I definitely got into ska. I definitely got into the English beat reggae. Um, or like ska, rather. Um, but the reggae thing, I never really got... I went. I never really ventured there. Until maybe like the last maybe five or six years. So listening to this Bob Marley um, song, it's on the Exodus album. It's so good. Like when it... I would listen to this album a lot, right? Um, and when this song would, would come on, I could feel it. You know how that happens sometimes when you, uh, you know, getting into an album, you like, you know, play it so many times and there's like highlights or the things that like, Oh, cool, cool. But then there's that one song that you keep, you know, that, that you keep hearing, or maybe you hear it the first, second, third time that you listen to the album and you're like, this is it. This is, this is my jam. This is the fucking, this is the shit. This is hitting home. And it's a song waiting in vain. It's a it's a love song, so it's not like a you know a protest song or anything like that, or um, a political song. Um, and it's it, I just love it. I love the rhythm on it, the bass, the like organ piano thing that they have in it, and then just the whole reggae vibe. His lyrics are great, and just like 
it's so like, you know, just dealing with love and relationships and um, anytime you hear that something is in vain, it's like a biblical way of saying, you know, that like, you know, it, it was, it was uh, without, it, the actual definition is without success or, or, or a result in vain. But it, it definitely is without the success for sure. But that feeling, though, it, it, it's like heartburn, I guess, is a good way of saying it. You know, you really feel it in your core. And these and just this song, it connects. His vocal is just so you just feel it in his voice. Um, and it, again, just like the bass in the song is, is awesome. It just it really is just it, the way it, it all kind of comes together. And then even towards the end where he, he goes on to say, like, he says that I don't want to wait in vain for your love. He repeats that and goes into that and kind of has a part towards the end where he's talking a little bit. And, you know, he goes back to I don't want to wait in vain. And it's so good. It's so good. So good. And I am definitely late to the party on the whole Bob, the whole Bob Marley, you know, thing and the whole genre of reggae. But it's all good. You know, I don't feel like whatever. Um, and I'm happy to to share this with you guys. It's such a good fucking song. Even if you're not into reggae music, you would definitely like this song because it has that acoustic, like, just good feeling to it. And it is a you know it's a song about someone who is, um, you know, dealing with um, uh, unrequited love. Maybe they're lovelorn, you know, and you just hear it in his voice, and it, it just the backups, the everything on this song, and there's even an alternate version that's also really good. It's a little bit more like, sounds like, kind of like a demo, but um, both of the versions are great. Um, and it, I just can't, I can't recommend this enough. So this is Bob Marley, Waiting in Vain, and it is um, off the Exodus album. So there you have it. That is episode fucking session 22. 22. 22 yesterday was november 22nd 22 well, hey everyone uh thanks for fucking just chilling with me if you listen to this episode i owe you some fuck i owe you like a slice when this shit's all down let me know i'll fucking get you a slice and if you're out of town i'll i'll fucking paypal you a slice or i'll order one on grubhub for you i won't really do that but um damn it's like just almost an hour if i blab for like another minute 50 It'll be an hour. And I won't do that to you. Uh, maybe I'll speak slower, but I won't do that to you. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Podcast True Blue. Thanks for rolling with me for this almost hour episode. I uh, hope you guys have a great week and happy Thanksgiving. I didn't even talk about that. But happy fucking Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are with your families. Give them big hugs and shit. You know? I mean, fucking A. Enjoy that corn. Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy this sweet potato. Mm, that shit's good. Um, enjoy that shit. Thanksgiving, that's awesome. I will be here with with my dog Lulu. I'll probably be on the horn talking to my friends and family, you know what I'm saying? Reaching out to people. But I'll just be chilling. So I hope everyone's having a, a good one. Stay safe. Eat a pizza. Do all the good things. Thanks for tuning in to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Sucardi, and I'll see you guys soon. Peace.